This is New Hampshire's home for sports on ESPN New Hampshire Radio, WGAM, Manchester, WGHM, Nashua. I feel a little boogie coming on. What do you think? from Tom Brady. Tom mentioned before that it's important to maintain a sense of urgency uh, as the season winds down, especially given how last season ended. Has, has that kind of been the message here uh, as the team reaches the stretch? Well, we try to do that every week, then. I mean, believe it or not. You have to try to have a sense of urgency. We try to be urgent. We try to win every week. We try to do that every single week. You know, I think it even went back to, I said earlier in the week about, um, you know, at the Denver game, and we, we won that game, and we got on an airplane, and we said, look, we're finishing strong. You know, we got to, you know, the pedal to the metal. And, um, you know, last year we didn't finish strong, and we didn't like the way the things ended. And, uh, you know, we need to keep playing well down the stretch, and different guys are contributing, and all phases of the game are contributing. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. So 13 wins is pretty good. We got to try to finish strong the next week. Welcome to another edition of the Stretch Run here on ESPN New Hampshire. I'm your host, Jimmy Murphy, Justin Sullivan, working the boards. Thanks to Christian, Christian and King, and the crossover there, and good to see him. And happy holidays to all. Hope you had a great Christmas. Happy New Year. And isn't it 
nice to hear Tom Brady say what he said there in uh, in the clips that Justin put together there that they're keeping the they're keeping the foot in the pedal. They learned their lesson from last year, which, which leads me to ask this question. Okay, maybe you're not one of these. What I'd like to call Patriot '90s Yankee fans. Okay, do you remember? Do you remember when we were, you know, the underdogs all the time, and, and the Yankees winning year in and year out? And I mean, even if we want to look at it as a football. Thing. Let's think back to the Cowboys in the early 90s or the 49ers, okay? But remember how much you hated those fans and the media that covered the team because they were so pompous and I thought they could just walk over you and just walk through every game and basically didn't even have to show up to win a championship. And, you know, it's one thing after another. You just be like, man, I just want to beat those jerks, you know? Well, that's what people think. Of Patriots Nation now. And you know why? It's because of this pompous attitude that despite the fact that last year when they did rest everybody down the stretch in the last two games and lost the last two games like Brady referenced there and just to, you know, make sure nobody was hurt and and what have you and because they didn't think getting the number one seed and playing the AFC title game at home was a big deal. And I sat there and I looked at fans just like those fans that thought that. And I said, talk to me when they're a mile high and they're losing. Talk to me then. And what happened? Yeah, that's right. Now, thankfully, no matter what, they don't have to go through mile high because the donkeys are done. (laughs) The donkeys are donkeys. (laughs) They are done. I mean, in the true spirit of Christmas, on Christmas Day... They were Dominic the Donkey. And uh, there you go. Rest in peace, 2016 Donkeys. But back to what I'm saying here. Why would anyone in their right mind, with the number one seed still on the line, okay, with a chance to just definitively secure it yourself, would you want the Patriots to start Jimmy Garoppolo and, and, and rest the starters on Sunday in Miami. Why? Can, can you answer me that? See, I, I thought about it if it was a, if it was, uh, Oakland was playing at 1 o'clock and you were playing at 1 o'clock. You play the first half. You, you look see at, what the score is. You see what the score is because McL- I think Matt McGloin is going to get destroyed by Denver. I think Denver is going to come out and they're going to be livid that they're not in the playoffs and just going to go cheap shots on everybody and they're going to blow them out. I yeah, think, I, I really do too. Do, I really do think that's going to happen. But they play at 425. But you, you, you can't, can't bank on that You happening. can't bank on that. You know, if you if you were playing, both are playing at 1 o'clock, you say at halftime, oh, they're losing by 28. Okay, fine. Sit. You know, and, relax. But you can't do that. you got to go win this game. And, and is it, is it not something to say about maintaining momentum? Yeah, that too. That That's a whole other aspect Which right now, and the Patriots— heard it in the cut, too. He said, yeah. we got to keep going. you got to keep going which, here. Which, it, with a guy like Brady, yeah. who thrives on being in that zone— and focus, and, and details, and, and just that vibe and that momentum, as I said, it is key for him to play. Now, if they go up 30 nothing, or, you know, 41-3 yeah, in the first sit, half or in the sit, third quarter. Sit down, then please. Sit everybody. <laughs> sit down, yes. Let them go to South Beach and celebrate. <laughs> I don't care. But you start your starters, and they're in there for the first half, at least. And by the way... This isn't the Miami Dolphins team of last year. No, different team. Okay? Who had nothing to play for except pride and embarrassed the Patriots. This is a team that has a lot to play for. A team that has, besides the Patriots, been the hottest team in the AFC in the the second half and is headed to the playoffs. A team that you could face in the playoffs that right now you have a chance to send a message to and say, don't even think about it. Don't even think for one second that you're coming into our house and you're going to upset us. You have a chance to plant that seed in their brains before the playoffs even begin. So in case you do play this team, they come into Foxborough shaking and quivering in fear of what awaits them. 
as opposed to a team that rolled over in the last day of the season. Put, it, put a dagger in him. Put a dagger in him. Really. I don't understand why it's a topic. And for that reason, that is a last... Well, we won't. We'll have to talk about it with uh, some of our guests. But that's the last time I'm going to criticize anyone. I've, I've said my piece. I'm going to ask our, our guest, John Serenades, today when he comes on to talk about the Patriots at 405. I have a feeling he's going to feel the same way you do. I don't know. I, have a feel, I, I mean, as a coach, I feel like he's, he's seeing the, the momentum part of it, too. Yeah. That's, that's a big thing. The, everyone's peaking at the right time right now. Yeah. You have the perfect scenario right now. The defense is peaking at the right time. Tom Brady's playing out of his mind. You got you got to keep going here. You got to keep rolling with this right now. And, and you you can't just sit them to start the game. I I don't get the starting part. Second half, fine. If you're up big, go ahead and do it. But to start the game, no. You got to go with the, you got to go with your guys. And you have Michael Floyd here who's Looks okay when he played. Get him like, some get, reps. Get him some reps with Tom Brady. Get him in there and get him some exactly. reps. Keep it going. Keep the momentum going. There's no reason to stop this momentum. It's, you're rolling right now. Keep yeah. it going. And it still means something. Yes. That's what I don't get is that yeah. it, it means something. And everybody's saying, no, it doesn't. Oh, who cares? You know, it doesn't matter who they play. They're going to. Don't. Ha- hey. No. It has to come through here. Any given Sunday, Gotta folks. Here. And even with it coming through here. I heard Christian on the way up, and I'll tell you what. I do think the Kansas City Chiefs could go into Foxborough and beat the New England Patriots. Look pretty good this weekend. If, and only if, this pompous, cocky, entitlement attitude of about 75% of the media and fans I hear in New England right now creeps into their brains. Okay? But I don't think it will. Thankfully... They did learn a lesson. Thankfully, they know that they had a chance for Tom Brady to go into his hometown last year and win a Super Bowl there, and they regretfully looked ahead and, and thought the way many of you are thinking right now. And if you disagree with me, and you can back it up, call us up, 603-883-9900. 603 or tweet me at Murphy's Law 74. The station is at ESPN NH, and the show is at The Stretch Run NH. Go ahead. We got an open segment coming up. We're going to go over our NFL picks, which I haven't even taken a peek at, yeah, but I feel like I didn't do very well. I did very well. I, I, I did not do very well this weekend. I feel like I had the, a good e- the end of the weekend was good. The yeah. last couple were good. The uh, one o'clocks on Saturday were not good. <laughs> I was surprised last night. Not very good. And, oh, wait. And, and, and there's a perfect example. Okay. You want a perfect example of, of what it means for a team to carry that momentum? Mm. How about Dallas last night? <laughs> In a game that meant nothing for them. Yeah. Absolutely nothing in terms of it. Everything is locked up. The number one seed, home advantage throughout the playoffs, the division title, everything is locked up. They don't up. know any better. <laughs> and what did the Dallas Cowboys go out and do? Uh, destroyed. With their starters. Destroyed. The Detroit Lions. An upstart team, have you? A team with everything on the line. And they still wiped them. Statement win. And that's the type of statement the Patriots need to make in Miami. And let's not forget that Miami has been Denver East for the Patriots throughout Brady's career. <laughs> he said it there. He said it in that speech. He said, hey, for whatever reason, it's one of those places. Yeah, I haven't had much success there. I've been there for one of those tough losses to the Dolphins down there where Brady absolutely stunk up the joint. And it's rare you say that, but for some reason it seems to be every time he's in Miami or in Denver. So why not go down, erase some of the ghosts of the past there, make a statement, and and absolutely say it with no ifs and buts. We are the team to beat, not the Dallas Cowboys. We are the team to beat when the playoffs start. I mean, that's the way I want the Patriots yeah, to go into the playoffs. That's how, they, that's how they should go into it. I mean, the fact that Bill was that annoyed – with that question, should tell you everything. That he's not even, he's so annoyed that he's going to scoff you off and say, no, we're, we're, we try to win every game. And the fact that last year they went in and rested everybody in the last game and the, the game plan in it Miami just, last year, it's driving them nuts because they know they missed an opportunity last year. Look, it's not going to happen this year. Just not going to happen. It was a valid question if they had wrapped up the conference. Yes, very, yes. It's a very valid question. 
But I just thought the fact that when Oakland went out and won, okay, and and by the way, one half of that game, or a quarter of it without their man Derek Carr. And by the way, if this is an interesting question. I don't know if we'll agree on this. If you were going to say who the MVP of the Oakland Raiders is this year, would it be Derek Carr or would it be Mack? I think that the majority of that offense runs through Derek Carr. He's thrown 40-plus times right. a game. He's a big part of it. Mac's a great player, but I would still go. I'd go with Carr. I would. Okay. I would, too. But second part, what's more important in the playoffs, Derek Carr or Mac? Oh, that impact guy. I think that impact guy is. Because I think— Being Mac? So the, being Mac, yes. Yeah. Being Mac, yes. Oh, they, and— they, Defense. Yeah, that defensive side. That's what wins in the playoffs. That, that impact guy. Let's, let's get that through, everybody. Von Miller, anybody? Like, really? Yeah. Like, it's, you need that guy. You still need, you still need to have that guy. playmaker. And that's know? why I, I don't write Oakland off at all. No. No, no, no. Okay? Absolutely I'm not, not writing them off. Because they can, they can hold you to 24 points, 24 yeah. points. You're not going to go in there and put up 41 like you just did with the Jets. No. You're, you're going to you're have a game with them. At least on and the I'd rather, side. You, you'll struggle I'd rather him be forced to do that and win the game for his team in Foxborough, yeah, oh, as opposed yeah. to Oakland, <laughs> absolutely. I want nothing because, to do with Oakland because, because really, what what gets a crowd going more? It's defense. That's that's a big the, sack. That is the entire a fourth and one stop last week. I mean, I'm watching. I'm watching right now. I'm watching North Texas and, and Army. And Army goes for it on fourth and one to keep keep the game going to seal the game. They're up by three. North Texas holds them. The place is going bonkers. Defense creates. Yeah. Momentum. It's energy. Defense turns games around. You, all you got to do is look at the AFC Championship game last year. The impact that Von Miller had in Denver, and that crowd was nuts. What has come into form in the recent weeks and is still rounding into form for the Patriots? Yes, defense. The defense. Yes. <laughs> so why screw that up and rest them? Yes. Correct. All right? That's it. End of rant. And we got a great show in store for you, and uh, we will talk plenty about that with John Serenades, like I said, at 4 or 5. Before that, Sully and I will review our NFL picks in the next segment. We really have to. Yes, we do. Uh, Bob Snow Don't want to. of NHL.com, longtime college hockey writer, will join us. We'll talk some World Junior Hockey Championships. How about that win for Team USA oh, yesterday over Latvia? Big one. I'll tell you what. Apparently that Latvian goalie, uh, Mittens is his name, he is uh, eligible to play college hockey. And I don't want, I'll ask Bob about this. His stock went up, man. Yeah. He's going to have recruiters. Left and right yeah. going after him right now because that could have been 20 to nothing if not for him. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, the score was out of hand at the end, but it was just basically the goalie ran out of steam. I yeah. mean, he, he kept him in the game. But I liked what I saw from USA. What I liked even more and, and what you should like if you're a Boston Bruins fan and you should pay attention to when they play tomorrow night against Slovakia is one Charlie McAvoy. Good the number player. one D-man, Good both five-on-five and on the power play. And, man, can he do exactly what the Bruins fail to do? Wait it out. Just got to wait it out. That first outlet pass, that breakout, <laughs> everything the Bruins claimed they were trying to focus on, and yet number 33 there continues to struggle with. It, this kid does it all. He is awesome. Just gotta wait it out, man. I'm Reminds me of Ryan Suter. You just gotta wait it out. You have all these prospects. It's not just And they him. got another defenseman there on the second pairing. Yeah. Ryan Lingren. Can play. All you right. You just gotta wait it out. And, and to think that the answer right now apparently is to fire Claude Julian. That is what everyone is talking no. about right now. You have to you don't have the guys. You don't have the guys to put the system into play. So and the only way out. you're gonna get those guys is if you trade the guys I just spoke about. And I yeah. don't think you wanna do that. Yeah, exactly. It's not worth it. You're gonna have to wait it out. You have to wait it out probably another year. You'll see these guys come up, see if they make an impact yep. in training camp. But you have the guys in the system. Just wait it out. Don't be stupid. Exactly. Don't just start trading away pieces. Don't be stupid. Wait it out. If you make the playoffs with this team, fine. Cool. Awesome. You get you get your playoff gate. You're happy. You get your playoff tickets. Wait it out. Don't make any stupid moves. Well, we are going to talk uh, hopefully tomorrow. We got, like I said, Bob Snow today. Hopefully tomorrow we might get uh, the head coach of Team USA, Bob Motzko, on. Nice. Working on that right now. Uh, But after John Serenades today, we've got you covered for the Blue Jackets Bruins tonight, of which we will pregame here from 6 to 7, then have the live broadcast of the game here on ESPN New Hampshire. Aaron Portsline, Columbus Post-Dispatch will join us at 425. 
Uh, and at 5.05, we'll have our weekly visit with Monarchs head coach Rich Seeley. And then we'll talk some Bruins with Joe Haggerty to finish things off at 5.25 here on the stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire. And of course, two more celebrities pass away this uh, week. So we'll have, we'll have some music for uh, one George Michael, rest in peace, uh, as we come back into the show in the next segment or two. And uh, rest in peace to Princess Leia. We'll be back here on the Stretch Run. You're listening to The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, right here on ESPN, New Hampshire. Don't you, Christian don't you, and King. One game? Yeah, one game was ridiculous. One? It was ridiculous. You got ripped when you gave Ray Rice two, two. and now you're going to give this guy one? Yeah, no, it's just, and What's this guy, yeah, this guy's really bad. Josh Brown's ex-wife told police of over 20 physically violent yes. instances. Police were called on multiple occasions to the Browns' residence in Washington State, St. Louis, and New Jersey over the years. Jeez, three states, come on. Weekdays, noon to three, on ESPN New Hampshire Radio, and streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. 2016 Chick-fil-A Nashua Holiday Basketball Tournament, Wednesday, December 28th through Friday the 30th at Nashua High School South. This year's event features girls and boys teams from Nashua South, Nashua North, Alvern, Salhegan, Milford, Goffstown, and Merrimack, along with special appearances from the famous Chick-fil-A Cows. Games start at 10 a.m. each day, and tickets are available at the door. The 2016 Chick-fil-A Nashua Holiday Basketball Tournament, Wednesday, December 28th through Friday the 30th. More info at nhsportspage.com. It's the year-end holiday event going on now at North End Mazda in Lunenburg. From now until January 3rd, get 0% financing for 63 months on all 2016 Mazda vehicles in stock. Make no payments until March and get a $250 gift card just in time for the holidays. Like the new 2016 Mazda 3i, the new 2016 Mazda 6i, or the new 2016 Mazda CX-5. Over 350 vehicles in stock. You're one click away from great holiday savings at BuyNorthInMazda.com. See dealer or go to BuyNorthInMazda.com for details. Offer ends January 3rd. Are you tired of that same old hairstyle? Do you find yourself pacing up and down the hair care aisle looking for that right look? Now is the time to let Fausto from Manchester give you that new look. Fausto will transform your look from the same old same to show-stopping in one visit. Call or text Fausto today at 603-674-7255. That's 603-674-7255. Call now before the holidays pass you by. TrySofi.com is the smart, easy way to save money on your student loans. Now they want you to know about the smart, easy way to save money on your credit card debt. That's with a TrySofi.com personal loan. If you're hardworking, in a good job, and have great credit, but you have credit card debt, a TrySofi.com personal loan with their low fixed rates and no fees is the smart alternative to credit cards. The national average interest rate on credit cards is over 15%. In most cases, you can cut your interest rate in half with SoFi. Find out how much you can save by going to TrySofi.com. That's T-R-Y-S-O-F-I.com. SoFi lends up to $100,000. Checking your rate will not affect your credit score. Go to TrySofi.com. That's T-R-Y-S-O-F-I.com for low fixed rate personal loans with no application or origination fees. Terms, conditions, and state restrictions apply. California Finance Lender Law License Number 6054612. NMLS Number 1121636. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata, and when you hear the word colorblind, what do you picture? Most people assume that all individuals with colorblindness can only see in shades of gray, 
But that's a common misconception. The truth is, there are different types of color blindness, each resulting in an inability to see certain colors in the usual way. So, a cherry red looks like an odd shade of blue, and traffic lights appear to be different shades of yellow-green. Yikes! That makes things like driving, especially driving or cooking, or picking clothes for a job interview, a real challenge. The good thing is, for most people, living with color blindness is just a matter of making adaptations, such as special tags for clothing and unique prescription lenses. From disabilitycampaign.org, if you think you or your child may have a color vision deficiency, please contact your eye care practitioner to schedule a test. Outdoor Almanac. Brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Games Wildlife Journal. With firearm season here, it's time to address a couple of misconceptions. First is that if you make it back after a day in the woods of hunting, consider yourself lucky. Truth is, national surveys show more people are injured playing tennis, golf, and bowling than injured while hunting. As a matter of fact, New Hampshire has an enviable record. The second misconception is that during deer season, it's not safe to walk down the road or in the woods behind your house. Not true. Sportsmen and women know what their targets are and what's behind them before they ever raise their firearm or draw the bow. A little common sense from non-hunters will allow them to enjoy the outdoors this time of year, like the hunters do. Just don't wear clothing which is colored brown or white. Wear an article of hunter orange and walk and talk like you ordinarily would. And there's no reason why hunters and non-hunters alike can't share the woods. Outdoor Almanac is brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Game's Wildlife Journal, the magazine for people with outside interests. Don't want to call? Just text the show on our new text line, I was hoping that we were originally going to play that for Bob Snow, but I was distracting Sully there, so he played it by accident. But then I'm thinking, imagine that song as John Gruden talks. That would just that'd <laughs> Run be, the 4-5, look at this guy. I want you, 6. 
<laughs> just be disturbing. That's just disturbing. Do you think this is like what John Gruden like? Uh, oh, absolutely. This he, is what he listens to he when cruises. he works out at home. Oh God, yeah, cruises to this. Absolutely. That guy. I want your sex. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. yeah. He's just a disturbing individual. <laughs> now I got John Gruden in my head. That's and, not good. and now, and now <laughs> to have that song next to you. Okay, uh, we are the stretcher on here <laughs> on ESPN New Hampshire. I am Jimmy Murphy. That is Justin Sullivan. Sully, uh, let, let me ask you now. See, obviously, a little trivia here. Uh, how well do you know your '80s movies? Not very. Okay. Not a, not an '80s movies guy. You an Eddie Murphy fan at all? Any you don't have any knowledge of Eddie Murphy? I have movies? little. Yes, very little, but I do have some knowledge of it. So you'd be able to throw a dart here if I was to say, what movie was that song in that Eddie Murphy starred in? '80s movie. Eddie Murphy starred in, hmm. and there was a scene there where Eddie went in to uh, kind of. Kind of disturbed the enemy, uh, the guy he was, uh, the guys they were trying to bust and bring down, and they were in a strip bar, and that song was on. Yeah, I will get that one. Well, there's not too many big Eddie Murphy movies. Mm. Like, if I say Eddie Murphy, what movie comes to your mind? Doolittle. I'll oh, say, so yeah, we're yeah. definitely different generation here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, think, uh, think Beverly Hills. Nope. All right, nope. Beverly Hills Cop. Never heard of it? Probably heard of it, never seen it. That's okay. Yes, that was uh, made. It was uh, made famous in that movie. Uh, I believe it was part two. I'll have to look up the soundtrack here. But uh, yes, that's what I think of when I hear that song. <laughs> think of the strip bar scene with Eddie Murphy and Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, you got that. You got the John Gruden stuck in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> All I can see is the awkward exchange. I really him, I re- and, him and McDonough just awkwardly yeah. exchanging. That's uh, like, that in the background. Be like Sean. <laughs> I won't you say. <laughs> Come on, child, loosen up. Come on, you're stiff. <laughs> like that, whole, that whole exchange would be great. Oh, boy, that is disturbing. But, uh, yes, George Michael passed away at the uh, young age. What are you, 53? That's too yeah. bad. That's yeah. too bad. I mean, how many, how many more days left in the year? Oof. It's, it's what, the 27th? So we got 28, 29, 30. Four, four. days left. Yeah. Still room for another uh, uh, celebrity. How to, many? How many are we going to take croak? this year? How many are we going to take? Princess I... Leia, which today. Yeah. God, Carrie Fisher, yeah. Just... She was only 60. 60, yeah. That, that's, that's the worst part. It's now, she, ages, now yeah. I'm not up to date with the Star Wars movies. I, I don't watch them anymore. Yeah. Is she in any of the new ones? She was in the last one. Not, not Rogue the Rogue. One, but the one that came out before that. Okay, they, but they, the, they, recent. Yes, yes. The, the last 10 made, years. Made an appearance, yes. Okay. And now she's gone. I wonder if they'll factor that into the yeah, next movie. Yes, I know. It's Somehow. I'm sorry. It's just it's too young. Way too young. It's crazy, man. This year. This year. I mean, this Christian, has not been the Christian year. Of, went through the whole list. This has the, not been the year of fame. Oh, my God. The list of ones we've lost this year. Yeah. And, and you know, he, he said it himself, too. I probably left out about 10 people. Well, it, Prince was this year, too. Yeah. Right? Oh. yeah. Prince was this year. This ridiculous list of stars gone too soon this year. Yeah. I bet there's some, you know, you know when you go on Twitter and you, you you see a name, like a celebrity name? Yeah. So you're like what's the first thing that comes yeah, to mind? Immediate, immediately, yeah. That that they passed. That yeah. they passed? Yeah. Or that they or, got arrested. Or they, yeah, that that they did something ridiculously stupid, got arrested, right, drug right. and a whole thing. Yeah. That's that's sad. Really sad. I th- I think there's there's one celebrity that I think a lot of people would like to see on that trending <laughs> list, but I want <laughs> Yeah. He might have a place in our government come January 20th, yeah. but not for death, of course. <laughs> yeah. Maybe for something that could um, prevent that from becoming official, maybe. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Anyhow, let's go over our picks. Here's what we're going to do, my friend. And like I said, uh, the old man is coming back yeah. on the young Jedi here. Not uh, good. Here's what we got to do. You pull up the scores. Yeah. Okay. And I'm gonna say the teams each one of us had and, and keep track. But you, I'll go to you and I'll say the pick, and you tell me if it was a win or a loss. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's do this, my friend. Uh, I let's can tell you Thursday night was an L for me. Giant L. Because the giant L. Giant. Because the Giants were just horrible. Oh, that was pathetic, wasn't a it? A horrible effort on Thursday. That's 19 right. points. So yeah, and I was. I was a win. Yes, you I were, went you had with the w. Uh, Mario's <laughs> prediction. <laughs> All right, horrible, horrible so game. We got you at zero and one. Me at one and zero. Let's go to the next one. 
We had uh, Redskins Bears. Redskins Bears. Let me find it. Uh, that was a Skins blowout of the Bears. Okay. So I'm pretty sure that was an L for me. That I'm... was an L for you, so you're 0-2. <laughs> I had the Redskins. I am 2-0. 41-21. Uh, Not even close. Bills and Dolphins. Dolphins. You had the Dolphins, and they won. They won. Outright. 34-31. And I had the Bills, so 2-1, you're 1-2. I think two. it was 4 and a half. Uh, We both had the Falcons. Oh, true. Well, it didn't yeah. matter. They, yeah, they yeah, won points. outright. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, we both had the Falcons. That's a win. Yes, correct. All right, so you are now 2-2. Two and two. I am 3-1. and one. Uh, we both did. We both have the Packers. No, uh, you no, took the Vikings nope. for some reason. I don't know why I continue to. Oh, take well, the because Vikes. at the time they were supposed to get Adrian Peterson back, right? Yes, I think and so. And then I think he was the last second no go, hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So you had the Vikings, I had the Packers. I'm four and one. You're one and three. Yeah, good start. Oh, excuse <laughs> me, one and four. Yeah, I'm four and one. Yep, and we both had the Patriots. Easy one. Unreal. That was an easy 16 one. 16 and a half points, and it was an easy one. <laughs> that was easy. Yep. All right. I'm six and one. Ugh. You're two You're uh, two and five. Uh, we both had the Titans, a loss. Yeah. That was a shocker. That was a shocker, eh? yeah. That was wow. a big one. That was bad. The Jags man. decided to show up after yeah, they fired the coach. and Mariota got knocked <laughs> out for the season. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I am... Let's see. What are six we, and two. Six and two. You're two and four. Yeah. No. Yeah, two and four. Yeah, correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Chargers. Yeah. We both had. The Brownies getting their win. Uh, they finally got their <laughs> win. You should have listened to Gabe. I yeah. am now six and three. Uh, you are two, two and, five. and No, two and seven. Two and seven? Yeah. Oh. It's nine games now, man. Oh, God. Uh, oh, God. The Raiders. Horrible weekend. We both. Uh, both had the no, Raiders, you, right? you had the Raiders. Oh, I did. Yep, that's a win. So you got that. Nice. So you one. are three and seven. I am seven and three. Yeah. Uh, the Saints and the Buccaneers. Mm. No, nope, you lost that. Yeah, that's a loss. You are three <laughs> and eight. I am thirty-one eight, twenty-four. Eight and three. Uh, the Rams. And the 49ers. That's a win. That was a good one. That's a very good one. It's actually a pretty good game. It's a good game. I don't know why I was caught watching it, but I was. (laughs) It was a good game, yeah. Not bad. Uh, So the the 49ers take that one, puts you to 4-8, and and I am at 8-4. The Cardinals. Nope. Told you that was going to be a close game. Uh, Did you see how that one ended? Yeah, horrible. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was brutal. Yeah. How much has that extra point rule now changed the game of oh, football? Yeah. And it's it's not. That's what like, like they? I, I the saw the stat. Yeah. Oh, that's like the year. tenth. That's the tenth with these time two teams it's altered too. the score. Like altered the game. Yeah. They had the tie earlier in the year. It was the second week of the year. They had the tie with a bunch of kicks missed. It's ridiculous. Absurd. So you were at uh, three and nine uh, now. Hey. I am at nine <laughs> and three. I don't even think I have a chance to come back this week. Uh, the Texans. I took the Texans. You took the Bengals. Good. 12-10 game. Texans win. And I won. Uh, so I am at 10-3. and three. You are at, what is it, 3-10. and 10. Yeah, 3-10. and 10. The complete opposite. Ugh. Steelers. You had the Ravens. You guys had a bad week, bro. Yep, really bad. <laughs> I, told you, I, told, I, don't, I don't even think I have a chance to come back. 11 and 3. All right. Uh, the the Chiefs. <laughs> Blow out the Dolphins. We both had that. 4 and 11. I am 11 and 4. Tw- right? No, 12 and 3. 12 and 3. Yeah. Yep, 12 and 3. And then Ugh. I had the Lions. I was way off on that. Uh, so I finished 12 and 4. You finish. Uh, let's see. What are you, a 4 and 11? So you finish 5 and 11, Ooh. my friend. Yeah, not a, so not a, not a good not week. Not a good week for you. Not exactly my best week. Uh, my <laughs> best week the whole season. Yeah. Unreal. I'm, I'm pretty sure I am out of it now, too. I so let's what, see. We got one week is. left. I don't know what's left of the game. You were 76 and 75 coming in, so you are 81 and 86. Ugh. Ugh. Okay, 
I was hovering coming at in, 500. I was 74 and 77. I am now 70. I am now 86 and 81. Okay. You could still come back. What's the, what's the spread now? What's the deficit here? Five? Five games of it down? To even me down. To even, I'd have to, well, it's 81 and 86, and yeah. I'm 86 and 81. It's highly unlikely you could do it. I'd yeah. have to have a really bad week, and yes. you'd have to run the table pretty much. Yeah. But I'd it could to, happen. I'd have, to, you'd, I'd have to have, you would have to swap here. We'd have to have, you'd have to have my week I just had. It could happen, my friend. Yeah. I don't the think problem with this week is those teams that do decide to just throw in the towel. Yeah. Or rest their starters. I, feel, I have a feeling it's coming, too. This is going to be a really tough week. I have a feeling that's coming to I, I, I'd, I'd probably say, I think would be right in saying, that for gamblers, the last week of the NFL, NFL season is probably the hardest. Brutal. Right? Because you don't know. <laughs> who's going to actually show up or not. Right. You don't know who actually wants to play or not. So, it's going to be a tough week for you to do it. Yes. But never say never. I, I'm about to say never. <laughs> never say never. I, I As George a, Michael said, you got to have faith. I just have a, I have a, I have a bad, bad feeling. I hear you, buddy. Well, listen, we will see. We will make our picks tomorrow. I will not be here Thursday. And then, of course, we are off Friday and next Monday. So tomorrow will be like our Friday, my friend. We're yes. going to have uh, Cole and and our man Gabriel yes. on. Early. And yes. and we will and uh, Mario as well. Yes, Mario. And we will make our picks tomorrow. So you better be ready, buddy. Quick turnaround. Yeah, very quick turnaround. Got to do my research tonight. It might be good for you, though. I need a big week. might be good for you to have a quick turnaround. I need a desperate week here. The stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire continues with Bob Snow of NHL.com in our next segment. So stay with us. We'll be back. To the stretch run with Jimmy Murphy. Stay tuned for the right time with Bomani Jones, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. This is Laura Remillard with ESPN New Hampshire Student Athlete of the Month of November with Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North. How are you? Thank you so much. You broke Nashua North's high school across goal record as a junior. So that was obviously a really special game. We were playing against Merrimack. Definitely a really great game and it was really exciting, but I couldn't have done it without my teammates helping me out and getting the ball and feeding it to me and their support and my coaches' support. What's your favorite thing about playing lacrosse? So I love getting the ball and transitioning it from whether it be defense to offense, getting it from the draw and just like sprinting down as fast as I can and getting it to my team. I really like the teamwork and effort. On here I'm seeing some volunteer work at the Nashua Soup Kitchen. Yep, I'm involved a lot in like within my school and like sports in my community. Nashua Soup Kitchen's one. I'm also vice president of National Honor Society. I'm a leader in the Titan Connections. I'm a leader in Team Titan. I'm actually the secretary of the class of 2017. And where are you looking at going to school Gabby. I'm actually committed to play um, lacrosse at UNH. What is your inspiration to go above and beyond? My parents have always been there to support me and to believe in me, and I think that has really helped me become like the athlete I am and always reach for the stars and to go with all my heart, push to be the athlete and the person I am. So they definitely inspired me so much. That was Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North, Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located at Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Do you feel like you've been benched or sent down to the minors? Are you paying the correct amount of child support? Let a team of experts help you out. That team is Bardis Law. There is nothing more important in your life than your kids. You wouldn't cut corners for them? Don't cut corners on your legal representation. Don't show up without your starters. Going to court without an attorney is like playing without a coach and without a playbook. Let Bardis Law get you back in the huddle so we can call the play. Call Bardis Law at 603-420-8588 or visit www.bardislaw.com. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. We just bought a fixer-upper, and I don't know where to begin. 
so I went to see Paul at our neighborhood Ace. I told Nate we have everything he needs to help him repair their home, from a wide selection of paint colors, craftsman tools, and the best lawn and garden brands. Ace is the place with exactly what you need, starting with help. Ace Hardware now is a brand new store in Nashua on Pearl Street downtown. That's right, a brand new Ace Hardware store in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. Nashua Ace Hardware is a division of Nashua Wallpaper. Cam Rogers. According to the Cleveland Plain dealer, coaches are forced to teach RG3 or I'll say refresh his mind on these three mechanics. One, plant your back foot, then throw. Two, get down, then slide. Three, throw the ball away. Don't take needless hits from the defense. Those are three things that coaches are focusing on rather than focusing on the playbook and improving the offense. They have to pretty much reteach these basic components to Robert Griffin III. Saturday at 4 on ESPN New Hampshire. Digital with ESPN New Hampshire. Follow us on TuneIn. Bob on the other end of the line right now. He's boogieing. Jamming out to, to George Michael. Bob, do you have faith? Do you have faith? I'm picking my hat up off the floor right now. And of course, we're playing some George Michael tunes today. Uh, is George Michael passed away on Christmas Day there. Rest in peace, George Michael. And... Um, Bob, the original George Michael song, and you can thank Sully for saving you having to come into it, was uh, I Want Your Sex. That was the one we were going to play in, uh, oh, for you. Uh, because I you know, I, I just pictured back. Now, Sully had no idea what I was talking about, but you'll be able to relate to my my vision here. So remember in Beverly Hills Cop when he, uh, he walks into the strip bar looking for the Russian mobsters? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And that's the song that's playing at the the the, uh, the, the belt. The, Fine arts technicians, is that what we call them on the show here? Um, they, that's what they were uh, dancing to was George Michael, wow. uh, I Want Your Sex. And, and, and so I just envisioned you being Eddie Murphy for some reason, you being that character. You, you were Axel Rod, Axel Rose, whatever his name Absolutely. was. Absolutely. Yeah. I can play Axel Rod, but I couldn't play Eddie Murphy. <laughs> and and here, my, dis, my dyslexia kicked in again. So all, all these years I thought his name was Michael George. <laughs> And and for those who are confused, no, it wasn't the guy who had that um, generic uh, syndicated um, show there. Remember the guy, the sports guy? What's it called? Bob, come on, help me here. The, 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 Not Eddie Andelman. No, the, the, the same name, George Michael something. The oh, sports George machine. The sports machine. Go, yes. Yeah. Sports it was on every Monday. You, on. Uh, yeah, you, I'm a radio guy, Bob. Come on, I have to know these things. <laughs> Anyways, how are we doing, Bob? How's everything going? We're doing okay, Murph. We're looking at the end of the uh, first college season, college hockey season. The second season begins next week, and a whole bunch of stuff going on. But I want to go back to my trivia question last week. Did you come up with the answer to that? The two Stanley Cup teams are the most NCAA players on the Cup? I have not had a chance to confirm my suspicions, but I will just throw my suspicions out there. 
Uh, I'm going to say the Chicago Blackhawks. Is that one? Oh, okay. Well, there's one. My other guess uh, was going to be the L.A. Kings. And again, so 0 for 2. All right, shoot them at me here. The, ninth, the, ninth, the 1995 New Jersey Devils and the 2016 Pittsburgh Penguins. Each Ooh. team has, believe it or not, 13 NCAA players inscribed on the cup. And you believe that we talk about the 30% factor of the uh, NHL roster of former NCAA players, but those two teams had well over 50%, uh, 50% on their on their rosters and grades in the cup. Wow. Good stuff, man. And yeah, I can I can think of the uh, both some of the college players on both those teams. The, Pit, the Pittsburgh Penguins won for sure. And, and you know, I think we had a discussion with um, we were talking to Billy Guerin recently, uh, assistant yep. GA, a college guy there, and he was on that '95 team for the Devils. He was indeed. And then he was part of, not on the rink, obviously, but he was the assistant GM of last year's Stanley Cup winner. But we were talking to him about that, about all the. Uh, influx of college free agents and, and how the Penguins have been a, a a big team on that and signing those guys and obviously the one the biggest one maybe right now would be Connor Sherry out of UMass who has found a uh, a nice spot right in shotgun with Sidney Crosby. Yeah, and he had some significant goals in last year's final. Um, so yeah, Connor Sherry actually had the cup with Melrose a couple of weeks ago, I, I, maybe a month ago. He, now. He's from your neck of the woods, right? Yeah, it is absolutely. He's up at the Bellevue Country Club. The cup was up there front and center and. A lot of people got a chance to go up and see it. I was not in town that day, but it was a quite the quite the big deal to have the Stanley Cup come to your local town. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, we've got two big holiday tournaments this week, Bob. Which ones are we looking at? Yeah, there are several, but the two big ones are the Florida Classic down in Cerro, Florida. That's right around Naples and Marco Island neighborhood. And that's Merrimack against Colorado College, the first game in Northern Michigan against Cornell in the second. Always a big deal, I think, for the guys to be able to go to a warm weather climate. But then the second biggest behind the bean pot, the second biggest in-season tournament is out at the Joe, uh, the Great Lakes Invitational. Of course, that's the big Michigan team, Western Michigan against Michigan State, and then Michigan versus Michigan Tech in the other game. And those two winners will play on Saturday for the Great Lakes Invitational title. Should be a good game. Western Michigan, talk a little bit about the pairwise, I think, in a few minutes. But Western Michigan is one of those sleeper teams, along with a couple of others sitting in the top ten right now. So they're going to give Michigan State a big a big, a big uh, battle in that first game. Usually we look at that final being Michigan State against Michigan, but I think this year it might be Western Michigan against Michigan, but we'll see what happens in the Great Lakes Invitational. Other than that, a whole bunch of other tournaments going on, but that leads into a couple of big games this weekend, and then after this weekend, the second season gets started in earnest. And Bob, let's uh, let's look at that right now. Uh, let, let's discuss who would be the top 10 power rankings as we begin that second season. Yeah, you know, this is going to be something we'll keep an eye on now the whole season, because you and I both know that the the pairwise rankings determine most of the at-large invitations once the once the uh, tournament, uh, the uh, league tournaments are over in March. Uh, those teams that are left to go to the NCAAs are going to be mostly from the pairwise. But lo and behold, we talked about this a few weeks ago, I think maybe even a month ago, number one in the country, which you believe is Penn State. I guess out because Disney Lions number one in the pairwise. That's unbelievable at this particular point. 13-1-1. One, and one. I think they're only the third second or third year now in D1 after playing the independent schedule. Thanks to a whole bunch of cash from Terry Pagula building the rank and bringing the program to Penn State to begin the Big Ten. Now he's got more because he doesn't have to pay Rex Ryan. Yep, he doesn't. Did they fire him? I didn't hear that. Did they fire him today? <laughs> yeah, he got fired today. No kidding. Huh? Yeah. they got games to go. they got to play the Jets, right? They play the Jets on Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. They, Jesus, you crazy. know, like, thank God he runs the uh, the Penn State program better than the Bills. Wow. Well, I'll tell you, anyway, Guy Gadowski... I think it'll be tough for him to sit there at number one once the North Dakotas get going and the BUs and BCs mm-hmm. get going. But at the end of the day, Penn State is right now is one. Duluth is two. Denver Street, no surprise there. Big surprise at number four is Harvard. Five is Minnesota. Six, BU. Seven, Lowell. Eight's a big surprise, Ohio State. Nine, North Dakotas will be higher, I think, as the year moves along. And finally, again, we talked about Western Michigan in there at number 10. This will be the key for the next two months of the college season. Keep the pairwise at the front end of your, of, your, of your thinking because they become a big piece of the NCAA tournament once we get to the regionals in late March. And, Bob, if we were to look across at each league right now, who's a hot team you would uh, look at and pull out from each league? Yeah, that's a good point, too, Murph. You know, over Atlantic hockey, uh, Army, believe it or not, Army's up at the top. I don't think they've been in the NCAA tournament, goodness, maybe in, maybe in 15 or 20. It's been a long time. And then the team that's not so hot, unfortunately, is the Niagara Purple Eagles. Nate Burkholder. That's usually a, a pretty much every year. 
that's a team that, that vies for an NCAA bid. If, if, even if they don't win the Atlantic uh, tournament, they usually get an at-large bid when they when they when they have better years. But this year, they're in last place in Atlantic, so they've got a lot to go in the second half. The Big Ten, Penn State is a suspension first. Uh, Michigan State, of course, is still struggling. They've been struggling the last several years. That's been a problem. I think that needs some some addressing down the road. Maybe the coaching, maybe the, the program, I don't know. But right now, they're, they're kind of languishing in last place. ECAC, Union Union's back. they got a big game this week. We might talk about that. From a team that's not doing too well in the ECAC's RPI, good old Rensselaer Polytech Institute. They're usually up in the middle of the pack, but right now they're in last place. Hockey, no surprise with BC at the top. But you and I are both surprised that Providence is still at the bottom, and they've got a big game this weekend, too. And then the National Collegiate Hockey Conference, Duluth and Denver, number one and two, Colorado College at the bottom, and finally WCHA. Your favorite school, Bemidji State, number one <laughs> in Northern Michigan, kind of at the bottom there. Good old Bemidji State. When you and I go to our, go to the gates, as long as there isn't a question, if there's a question at the gates to get to Minworth, it's going to be name the sixth Minnesota school. That's right. Say Bemidji State, and the Lord is going to say, man, you're the only one who knew that in the last 50 years. <laughs> it's true. It's true, my friend. And then finally, let's get this stat of the week. How many Europeans? And I have a I have a little something to add to this after. But how many Europeans right now in NCAA hockey? Murph, you won't believe it. Did I give you the answer to that? No. You won't believe this. Actually, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you. Guess how many were in the, in the NCAA last year? There were 57 Europeans last year. Take a guess. In one year, jump. How many we've got this year in this 2015-16-17 season, led by this kid from Penn State, Danny Smirnoff, the Russian kid? Guess how many this year? 57 last year. Take a guess this year. 78. 82. Can you was, believe that? that? Close. 82, 82 players. And, of course, the World Junior Tournament, as you and I well know, is underway as we speak. Yep. A lot of these kids will be in the World Juniors. Maybe next week we'll take a look at the four final teams standing and look at the NCAA players on the World Junior team. But it's, it's really amazing that the Europeans have discovered, hey, we're going to send our kid to college for free, and he gets to learn the game and maybe ends up in the NHL. We didn't think that was going to come for quite a while, but it's here. Yeah, and, you know, one thing, too, that I'd like to look at next week, too, Bob, and I never really thought about this, and I don't know if this is a a more recent uh, trend, is colleges scouting European players at the World Juniors. When I think of scouting, I always think of uh, – you know the pro teams going to look at the players that haven't been drafted yet, and uh, that they might want to that are draft eligible still. Um, but now it appears there's a, a growing trend of European players, especially when they come over here to North America, so the college scouts don't have to go uh, too far. Uh, looking at them and, and saying, "Okay, you know what? We'll get this 19 year old, a 20 year old. We'll bring him in, and we'll bring him to our school to play." And and one of the guys that they're they're high on apparently is. Uh, the guy that really held the fort down until the final few minutes, uh, the goalie Mittens there for Latvia. He, he was unreal until the final few minutes yep. against USA. Yeah, I didn't catch those details, but I, did, I do have the entire roster of the World Juniors and all those who are playing out of the NCAA. But, you know, that's a really good point, Murph. I think the other piece of that, I don't think there are any NCAA eligibility rules that affect the European players. I'm sure right. they somehow got paid or they were sponsors or something. That would probably be a codicil that would put them in the back seat, but I don't think there are any rules there. So that's I never really thought of that. Point. Yeah. They... No, and the other point is that, as our listeners may not know, is that you're you're basically eligible to be a 21 year old freshman in college. I'm supposed to always say Sean Walsh loved to high, loved to have 23 year old freshmen because they can, their eligibility runs basically until age 25. So these these um, European players coming over here, they could be a tad old. This kid's run off for uh, Russia. It's undrafted. The NHL missed him somehow last, last summer. Right. Last June. But this, this kid, Smirnoff, is going to get a lot of looks as a free agent. He's leading the nation in scoring as a freshman. But that's a really good point. I think the freshmen, Europeans coming over here, are an easy access to scouting to find a way to get to the NBA room. Yeah, our buddy uh, Kevin Weeks, you know, obviously he's a goalie, so he was loving what he saw yesterday. But he was saying that. He's saying, man, these college scouts are going to be all over this kid now. And I'm like, wait a yep. minute, college scouts? I didn't even think about that. And so, yeah, yeah that's something we should definitely talk about next week when we let, get more into the World Juniors. And uh, I'm sure I have already. I'm sure you urge our listeners to uh, put that NHL network on and, and watch this tournament because it's one of the best. Yeah, I saw a few minutes of one of the games today. I don't know which game it was. I was over in the other corner. Check Swiss. A little restaurant having a bite to eat. I saw one of the games, but maybe it was last night. But in any event, uh, the World Junior Tournament is in full force next Tuesday when we're on. 
I believe the semifinals will be the next day, and then the finals on Thursday. Yeah, so I, I'm pretty stoked. I love watching it. I love it's 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 become a holiday tradition for me to watch that tournament. So, uh, looking forward to that. Hey, listen, Bob, uh, uh, do you have a good Christmas or what? It was wonderful, Murph. Santa Claus was great to me. He gave me another week to be here on the show. <laughs> All right, that sounds good. And uh, a happy New Year to you. And I will talk to you in 2017, my friend. You got it, Murph. Go get him. All right, that is Bob Snow joining us here on the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. We'll switch gears in our next segment. We will talk some Patriots football with our good friend John Serenades of XNOJO.com. So stay with us. We'll be back.